what are your goals? Yeah. And what do you get when you get there? Because if your goals are just like, I want to reach this many, I want to get to 50,000 followers. I want to get to 100,000 followers. Like on Instagram, it used to be like, I want to get to 10,000 followers so I could get the swipe up. Well, now everybody can put links in their yeah. videos. And if you put links in your stories, Instagram won't show them to people because they want you, they want people to stay on the platform. So those goal posts, those vanity metrics are constantly changing in their smoke and mirrors. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Cypress Room. We are here for another podcast. Um, I'm We're Chris- back. Yeah, I'm Christina <laughs> Mascari. I'm Maggie Honeycutt. And we are, gosh, I don't even know which one we're on. I think this is four, four. five, four, something like that. Um, this is fun. Are you having fun so far? I am. I did it like thinking back when we wanted to do this, it was over a year ago. And then in January, we're like, okay, we really need to make a plan to do this. Right. And now we're here today and we've recorded four episodes. It's kind of uh, wild. It is kind of wild. I didn't know. I mean, I don't know why I doubted that we could be able to talk for an hour on the subject but but we have done it we have done it and it's been fun i think so it's been fun so uh, we are just like really excited that you guys are here that you're coming back um and we're gonna keep coming back as long as you're here so thank you for making this possible thanks for watching um if you are listening to this through your favorite podcast, whatever that is on your phone, we really do want to encourage you to come over to YouTube because you can see our faces and you can feel like you're part of the conversation. You get to be in my house. You literally get to be in the Cypress room with us. So if you haven't watched on YouTube yet, we really encourage you to do that and subscribe so that you will get notified anytime a new episode goes live. Right. And it's the best place, I think, to share who you are, what you want to hear about, what's going on with you. It's going to be the best way for us to interact with you in the comments. So yes, leave a comment. Let let us know what you want to know. Ask questions. Like we definitely want this to be a community and not just us. Just talking. (laughs) Talking and talking. We hope you feel like you know us more and more every episode. And we want to know you guys. So please show up in the comments. let Let us know who you are. If you have questions, we might start doing some questions, like listener questions yep. during the podcast. So that'd be fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. All the things you want to know. All the things. <laughs> so how's your day going? My day's going pretty good. It's, it's a little rough for me starting off the day. Um, and I put wore this hat in honor of what we're talking today. I have my F45 hat on. Yeah. Maggie and I both have been working out at F45 for since 2020, right? Yeah. Three years. Three years. It's kind of crazy. And today's workout was so hard, you guys. I thought it was, was going to pass out and throw up. And it's getting hot here, <laughs> which I feel like makes it all worse. <laughs> My heart rate was at 160, 170 the whole workout. Oh. Where was yours at? You know, I don't even know. It was at, I feel like I'm going to throw up. That's okay. where it was at. <laughs> but you made it. You did throw I did. Up. I persevered. Did anybody in the class throw up today? Not that I know of. Okay. I don't, me neither, but we were all dead. Yeah. Um, and it was rough. actually really fun because we had like old school crew like in there, like people that opened the one over in Cool Springs where we all started oh, out together. Fun. So it was fun. And we had Taylor coaching. So it was really fun. So oh. well, I'm, I think we'll talk a little bit more about F45 today. Yes. <laughs> because of where the conversation one is. My favorite places. And Maggie picked this topic. So I'm going to kind of let you share with everybody why you yeah. thought this was so important. Um, 
Well, what I wanted to talk about today is consistency, um, because I think that it is an underrated quality. I think it can be a superpower, um, especially in the content creation industry. Um, but not only that, just in a lot of areas of your life, like consistency is so important. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of what I wanted to talk through today. Okay. Um, yeah, and I want in later on to have you share kind of how it's benefited you in your business. And I feel like there was a moment where you decided to commit to consistency and you really saw results from that. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, but really I want to talk about consistency, um, as a discipline, like, I don't like that word. Maggie. I know. But okay, let's talk about consistency versus motivation. Like we say, oh, I don't feel motivated. Like motivation comes and goes. True. Consistency is a discipline. It is a a choice. choice Yeah. For sure. And that's why I don't like it. (laughs) But discipline is good for you. It is. Like I know my kids hate being disciplined, Mm -hmm. but when I am disciplining them for something they didn't do around the house, they learn like, oh, I need to do that job or mom is going to put more work on me or she's going to take away something that I mm-hmm. really love and enjoy. So if I just condition myself every day to get up and pick up my room, then that becomes a habit, I guess is what you're saying. And exactly. like it never, the discipline never feels good. No, but then it, it just becomes second nature and you're not like, oh, I have to clean my room. You just get up and you just do it. We're well, not there yet. But no. <laughs> But let's talk, I mean, if we're talking about in other areas of my life where I've made that choice to be consistent in an area, like for working out, for instance, I I think it starts out as a discipline. And then once you've done the discipline long enough, it becomes a habit and then it's a desire. Mm -hmm. Like my sister told me that once and it was in reference to like, reading Bible, like okay. reading my Bible, that you do things and it starts out as a discipline, but then it turns into a desire. Like you want to do it. You miss when you don't do it, right? which is true. That's how I feel about working out Yes, and about reading my Bible, about brushing my teeth, you know, like all the things <laughs> that maybe aren't so Skincare fun. is a huge one for me yes. because I used to not take care of my skin and it was you that like really encouraged me to like look into serums and stuff like that. And if y'all have not been following me for a while, I had a season right when we moved to Tennessee where I had the craziest, nastiest yeah, hormonal acne. That. And it was very depressing and it was very hard. It was very hard to show up on stories. Um, but I did. I don't know why. But just because it was where I was at. And if I didn't yeah. get on camera, if I just because I had a breakout, I would have never been on camera. <laughs> Um, but you like really helped with like, are you wearing sunscreen every day? I'm like, no, I only wear sunscreen when I'm like at the pool. And you're like, well, that is all that hyperpigmentation from your acne. It's making your acne look worse because you have a breakout. It heals, but then you still have that spot there. And you're like, if you're using vitamin C, that's Mm going to help your, that's going to help that pigmentation go away. If you're using, you know, like a face wash, like every other day with the acid in it, it's going to help your skin turn over faster. And I was like, Okay. And I think you probably encouraged me to take supplements because I wasn't taking supplements. And so through like all those things that you told me, doing it every day, washing your face before you go to bed, no matter what, even if I didn't wear makeup that day, 
um, and the consistency of taking a supplement every morning, finding a supplement that worked for me that I liked that I could take without food that I just put right by my sink. My skin is like healed now. And I and it looks great. Thank you. <laughs> I never I mean, I still have a little zit here and there. But it was nothing like that. And I almost went on Accutane, you guys. Um, yeah, that, you that's were a, considering it. I forgot yeah, about that's that. like a whole nother story that we'll say for another podcast. But it was the consistency of taking care of my skin. I still need to be better at drinking water. That's something yeah. I need to put on the list of being consistent. Yeah, I think that would make me feel a lot better. It would make my skin a lot better. But those disciplines of doing the washing, doing the serums mm-hmm. and doing the supplements every day have really helped heal my skin. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes with my theory of the consistency over the long term, instead of bursts of intensity, mm-hmm. are going to give you results that are sustainable. Yeah. Not just in our personal healthcare and, you know, working out, things like that, but I think for business too. Yeah. And what I tell um, people that I work with when we're talking about um, consistency is it, it doesn't matter if you are doing it every single day or if you say, well, I can only do it three times a week yeah. or, you know, show up in stories twice a week. What make that goal for yourself and resolve mm-hmm. that you're going to show up X amount of times. Yeah. Especially you're, in the beginning. Yes. You're going to film and post X amount of times a month and stick to it and be consistent over a length of time. Yeah. If you want to gain traction, if you're only going to um, do these short bursts of work, post a bunch of stuff, and then nothing for a while, it's going to be really hard, number one, to build community, but to really get the results that you want in the long term. Mm -hmm. So I know that you had the moment where you decided to be consistent, Yeah, and it was someone at Haven who kind of confronted you. It really was because... So tell us. Okay, so I'm at Haven, which is a DIY conference, which I think our next episode we're going to devote strictly to Haven to tell you like what it's about, to tell you my Haven story because I think it's really cool. Get your perspective as like a first timer there. Mm -hmm. And now you've been two times. Now we're going back three times. We even have like so many tips for you guys on what food to bring (laughs) and how to like stack your room, Yep. how to have the supplements, how to not you know, get sick because everybody got yes. sick last year and we did not. I did not. I <laughs> so did I not. I feel like we have some good tips for you <laughs> on that. So stay tuned for that. But that is a DIY conference that I went to um, in person in 2019 for the first time before I was a full-time content creator mm-hmm. and um, just went there because I was kind of feeling it out. I had some success on a couple of videos, but I was not posting consistently. I was right. posting, I would post like three or four videos and then I would just ghost for a few months. Well, it was still sort of a hobby at that it point. Was a, it was definitely right? a hobby and I was taking care of my kids full time and I still had one that was at home with mm-hmm. me all the time. And we moved to Tennessee like in the middle of the summer and in the summer, it's really hard to get my work done. Yeah, it is. And summer is coming and I'm really excited about it and to have my kids home, but it is virtually impossible to work with them home. And I don't want to put them in camps all summer because they only have so many summers with me. So yeah. we're gearing up for that, but at that time, so probably I hadn't done anything before I went to Haven, but I was kind of thinking about like, man, I have these two videos that are like, I'm earning a thousand dollars a month on. What if I just started making videos all the time? So I went to Haven to kind of check it out and get tips on how to, I'd started kind of pitching people at that point, And I had done a couple of partnerships, but I didn't know how to negotiate. I didn't know what I could be charging. And so I kind of wanted to go to Haven to be around people 
that knew what they were doing. Um, mm-hmm. There were going to be brands there. There was going to be, um, I know Home Depot was there and Ryobi. And that is how you say it. It's not Ryobi. It's Ryobi. <laughs> I, I work with them. It is Ryobi. We learned the hard way. Um, and Wagner and Frog Tape and Bear. I was like, oh my gosh. So I made it a goal when I went there. I'm like, I know I'm terrified, but I'm going to talk to every single one of these people. Um, and I did. And <laughs> tried to pitch myself and was like, I'd love to make a video. Look at, and I kept showing everybody this video. That's like, this video has, I don't know what it had at that time, maybe 500,000 views. I'm like, this has 500,000. And they're like, oh, wow. And so they would give me their card. Mm-hmm. Um, and after Haven, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this full time. Like made all the plans to get my last kid in daycare and everything. And was like starting to sit down. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go after these brand partnerships. I'm going to follow up with all these people that I got their cards. And I followed up with one brand. Um, and they were like, yeah, we love your stuff. Like, but why are you like your posting is really inconsistent. Like you went, can you write us back? We'd love to partner with you, but can you write us back in six months when you can show us that you have consistent content? And I was just kind of like, Oh, it hurt. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I thought I impressed her. And like, I would love to work with this product. And this is a brick brand. And she was just like, yeah, we love you. But uh, what what's going on with your channel? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you committed to it or not? Um, and instead of being like, well, how dare she? And da, 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 da. I was like, okay, like I'm probably going to have to, that's probably what everybody's going to say. Like I had made all these connections at Haven. I'm like, this is probably what everybody's going to say. So I have to just start making content and I have to like set a date and try to, i made the goal to put out one video a week. And you I st- did straight out the gate, one I video did. a week. I did, wow. which is crazy because, because what I do, it takes a long time, especially flipping furniture. Um, but at that time, I wasn't strictly focusing on furniture because I was still trying to figure out what my channel should be because I had done a bunch of stuff on my channel. I had done, it was mostly furniture, but I had done this banister makeover yeah. that had gone viral. It was like taking a honey oak banister with that really orange oak yeah. and I painted the base of it and then I stained the top really dark without having to sand it. Like I used products that, I used a primer that you could adhere right to it without stripping it and then painted it white over that used like a Sherwin Williams enamel that was really durable. And then I used like a gel stain on the top that you didn't have to sand it back. And it looked really good. It did look good. Um, and that like people still watch that video and that video gets tons of affiliate sales because it's, I didn't know what I was doing and I just did it and it worked and people were like, Oh, I can do. Yeah. (laughs) I can do that too. So I thought, Oh, maybe I need to do more of that DIY stuff. And like at that time, People were really doing like a lot of shopping hauls and reviewing a lot of items on Amazon. So I tried to like review some items on Amazon. I tried to do vlogs were really popular back then. Like this is my day and this is what I'm doing. So I tried to do some of those and they just didn't like take off. So those made it a little easier to do once one a week. Um, And there were some weeks where I just didn't get it done. Like my piece fought my furniture piece fought me and I just didn't get it done. But I mean, I, that first from when I started in fall, August until February, maybe I took Christmas off, but I think I had a video once a week because I was like, this is my goal because this brand told me if I do this and I come back to them, they'll pay me. Well, (laughs) and that was really just like to help supernatural timing too, because those were the months leading up to 2020. Yeah. Right? Uh, but I did like, and everybody keeps bringing this up to me. Well, I always give COVID credit for giving my mm-hmm. channel a boost. But right before COVID started in February, I had two videos that did really well. One was like comparing a high end furniture brand to the one that they sell at Walmart. And that just went like crazy. 
And there was one other one, and I can't. Oh, I just said it was that ugly. <laughs> okay. This Wait, you're saying your own project's this ugly. Is fun. No, it was ugly to start with. Oh, okay. So my dad brought me this dresser and it had oh, been, yeah. it had been in my garage for six months because I had to peel all the veneer off, which I did a video on. I was like, here's yeah. how you remove veneer. And I think later on that did well in search, but I hadn't redone that piece yet. And it was in February and that was a sponsored video. I had a brand, a paint brand that was like, well, we'll sign on for this and you can just do a flip, just use all of our products in it. And I'm like, okay. And nobody would take the reason I ended up with that piece of furniture is because my dad had a friend that was trying to get rid of it. And like Salvation Army wouldn't take it like Goodwill. Wouldn't I take, like nobody one. would take it. <laughs> yeah. If this is not a story for the parallel of like life, somebody wanted nobody, not even thrift stores wanted this piece of furniture. And I made that over and that video is one of my most successful videos that has over a million and some, for some reason it just connected with people and and it was one of my really, really long ones. So I think that was the first time where I was like, wow, people want to know every single step that I did. And I think there was a part where I messed up and I had to put like a primer on there. I'm like, this is bleeding through. Like, this is how you fix this. And I showed like, I thought I was going to paint it this color, but now I think I want to paint it this color. And I invited them into that whole process yeah. of my, and you there were lots of ups story, and downs. Yes. I think. There were lots of ups and downs and I messed up, but I just kept moving forward and, and fixed it. And that was really successful. And so those two videos were in February and it wasn't till you know, like the third week of March that COVID hit, yeah. but I had had those two successful ones. I'd had the two successful ones a year before that, that really resonated with people. So that was just like the bump that I needed right. to take my channel to like a full-time channel. Right. And then once you hit full-time channel and you're making full-time money, it's a lot easier to be consistent, but there right. was a season where I was having to be consistent and I wasn't getting anything out of it right. it's that initial yeah. time investment i think we yeah. touched on a little bit in previous episodes is in the beginning you have to be willing to mm-hmm. invest the time and the effort without the return to get the return later right so the brand that told you to wait mm-hmm. and haven mm-hmm. when did you reach back out and did you in january like right after oh you Actually, did okay well, maybe she only told told me i had to do four months then because i started in august so maybe in four or maybe i just reached out maybe she t- yeah. <laughs> maybe i reached out early but um yeah in january we ended up partnering on a video and that video actually was really successful yeah as well. and i should know that that is a partner that still to this day still we to partner this day. with so Still to this day. I think that that was just a really good start to the relationship that you showed her. Like, yeah. I'm committed. I'm going to come back. So, yeah, that's really awesome. And can you say, would you be in the same place you are now if you hadn't have done that commitment to consistency? In the No, because point? there's no way. Because once um, COVID hit and we were home, like I continued to make videos because of all of that, what had happened like in January and February. And if I hadn't had that bump, I probably would have given up because it was that was a hard season. I don't know if you guys remember that. But I had three kids at home. My husband was trying to work from home like he, he like his salary got cut. (laughs) I mean, so it was like, and everybody was freaking out because we didn't know what was going on. So if I wouldn't have had that bump at the beginning of the year, from that consistency from that four months leading up, I probably would have just like quit. Honestly, if I'm if I'm looking back at it. Yeah. 
Well, let's talk too about when you made that choice, your goal was really consistency on YouTube. Did you make goals for the other platforms too, or did that come later? Because I feel like a lot of creators out there feel like they need to do it all, all at once, all in the beginning. And that's why they struggle with the consistency because that is a lot, you know, to do three platforms Mm -hmm. consistently Mm -hmm. straight out of the gate is a lot of work. It's a big commitment. Mm -hmm. And I think the risk of burnout is probably a lot more real. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit. Well, I just, because I had had success in YouTube, it's it, the audience was showing me, okay, there's something we like about you. And YouTube was showing me there's something that we like about your content that we're going to keep pushing it out. So I was on Instagram sharing stills. At that point, there wasn't any short form content on Instagram. So I was still showing up in stories, but I I was still showing up there. But I knew personally that I was better at YouTube and there was more potential to earn money in YouTube because I was earning money on my content. So I was mostly focused on creating really good content because... I knew I could get paid for that if I got Mm -hmm. a lot of views. And the industry that I'm in specifically, I won't speak to DIY as a whole, but furniture painting as a niche is not like there is not a lot of money out there to be had from brand partnerships. And a lot of the companies, (laughs) a lot of the companies are, they're small small brands Mm -hmm. that just run off of website. They run off of independent shops, which I think is cool because they're, you know, people can have shops and have the paint in it and it brings people to the shop. So I think they're supporting small business, but they don't sell at the big box stores. So they're not making like as much as they could be if they were in those spaces. And, you know, some of those spaces they can't get into because of the different contracts that like a Home Depot or Lowe's have, they have exclusive paints in there. So I don't even think they could get in there if they wanted to. I don't know. So there's just not a ton of money in the industry that I'm in. So I knew that creating the content and then doing affiliate sales on Amazon was probably my best bet to have an income. Yeah. And that's why I focused there. And it was fun. Yeah. (laughs) I enjoyed it. Well, I mean, that's part of it. Yeah. (laughs) I I liked learning about editing and doing the editing on my computer. And, you know, we mentioned think media a lot on here. I owe my life. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And my success in my business to think media and Sean Cannell, like he was my mentor. I've never met him. If I met him in person, I would probably cry and freak out just like I did with Annie Sloan a couple weeks ago, (laughs) which we'll eventually tell that story on here. Um, But there's just so he like that just taught me so much and the potential of, you know, YouTube and what you can really earn. Mm -hmm. And I saw I was lucky in the fact that I know this is lucky that on some of my first videos before I was full time, I had a lot of success on so I could I could see the potential there. It wasn't someone just telling me, okay, if you do this, you can make all this money. Like I was seeing like, wow, this video has a million views and have made $10,000 off of it. Like what if I had 10 videos like that? I don't have 10 videos like that. Um, and I'm in a season now where I'm not getting a ton of views on my videos, but it, it's okay because I know that the potential is still there. Like I yeah. might just be one video away. So I'm, I am still focused on just creating content, but still having fun doing it Yeah, and finding that balance because I know the potential is there to earn income off of it. Right. So to change gears a little bit, when we're talking about consistency, I think 
you know, you talked about having that goal of posting a video a week. And, you know, when we're goal setting for our business, you know, I think it's important to make it realistic and sustainable. Wouldn't you think? And, you know, to also think about what in the larger picture, what is your goal? If you are doing this as a side hustle, is your goal to earn a full-time income? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is yes to that, then we need to evaluate where your goals are, where you're spending your time, where you're showing up. Because if we're talking about Instagram and TikTok... Yeah, well, and this is a good point, because as you're sitting here talking about this, I'm trying to be realistic and take myself back to that mind. It's easy for me to sit here now and be like, yes, I had all these goals and I'm so smart at business. I'm really not. Because as you're sitting here saying this, I'm like, what were my goals besides getting that brand deal that was kind of hanging by a carrot, like follow back in four months? It was also like, I wanted to get a silver play button. Yeah. I wanted to get 100,000 subscribers on YouTube because back then in 2019, 2020, that was a huge deal. It was before short form content. Right. So it was very hard to get subscribers. Mm-hmm. It was hard to get people like in every video would be like, please subscribe and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it was such a it what it was like a vanity thing to get 100,000 followers. I remember getting it. I remember like crying. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't believe I'm here because I had been watching YouTube as a viewer, like I had been watching Jaclyn Hill, I had been watching Tati and Jeffree Star. <laughs> and those are all makeup beauty influencers back in the heyday, if you guys ever, but that's what made me fall in love with YouTube. Like I already made YouTube videos, but those types of videos are what made me fall in love with YouTube. And so if there was the status symbol for me behind that, that play button, but then I will tell you once I got that play button, it was like, okay, now what do I do? So I think that's really good <laughs> from what you're saying. Like what, what are your goals? Yeah. And what do you get? When you get there, because if your goals are just like, I want to reach this many, I want to get to 50,000 followers, I want to get to 100,000 followers, like on Instagram, it used to be like, I want to get to 10,000 followers, so I could get the swipe up. Well, now everybody can put links in their yeah. videos. And if you put links in your stories, Instagram won't show them to people because they want you, they want people to stay on the platform. So those goalposts, those vanity metrics are constantly changing. And they're smoke and mirrors, because at the end of the day, Like I have a YouTube play button, but it's in my closet where I record my voiceovers. And it's just, it was really cool when I first got it. And like the kids in the neighborhood wanted to see it. Yeah. (laughs) The first time I went to a high school and spoke, they wanted to see it. But guess what? I just went to a high school and spoke. Nobody asked me about a play button because it's not a thing anymore. Well, okay. So those things considered, then I think when you are wanting to be a part of this industry, you do need when you're setting goals, evaluate Mm -hmm. like your why, like that's such a cliche phrase, but like, why are you really doing it? Are you, do you just happen to be doing something you love already and you just are putting video to it and recording yourself? Or are you figuring out what can I do to make it as an influencer? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like there's a differentiation there. There's a balance because I am lucky in that I've always done what is fun for me and what I've liked. And I wanted to encourage other people like the very core of what my business is, is I take things that people say are not worth anything that that people that should be thrown away. And I make them look beautiful. And I renew them and I redeem them. And then someone else like takes them and enjoys them in their home. And 
that that has always been my goal. It's never been to make money. I have had some goals be like, I want to get this many views, blah, blah, blah. But I've learned once I get there, even once you get that big mm-hmm. paycheck, like I want to get a deal over $5,000. Like once you get that deal, it's like, what's next? If your next goal is get a $10,000 deal, once you get that $10,000 deal, what's next? I want a 15,000. Like it, I have learned in the past year, um, that you don't get fulfillment out of that. Like it's very no. fleeting. It lasts for a couple of weeks. Um, and money is great because we need money to live, but we talked about our stories a little bit. My, we have lived off of one income for 10 yes. years. So yeah. when I started doing this, the money that I make is we get to go on a nice vacation this year. We get to put more money in the kids. Um, college fund. Like I did get by myself a car. Yeah. <laughs> I got myself a nice purse. But beyond that, we're just we're investing the money. Um, we don't need it to live off of. And I know that is not the case for everybody right. who's looking into get to content creation. So I have to remember that too, that my goals are probably different than yeah. and it's other people out there. But I think that's important for every person to consider where am I at personally, yeah. financially, it's right. really like all encompassing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. When you're taking right. and evaluating your business and where you want it to go mm-hmm. and why you want it to go yeah. there. Um, you know, those are the things you have to consider, but really you're never going to get to that end point if you don't commit to yeah. showing up, yeah, to I- taking the step, to putting out the content, to doing it on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And showing up. And it's not right? easy. It is And easy. I think that a big reason why we wanted to start this podcast is is to equip and encourage people yeah. that are like in this season of, you know, I'm working this job, but I really love doing this. And like just showing them that there is there. If you want to make a living out of content creation, you yeah, can. Absolutely. I just want to be honest in that I've never had the pressure of like, I have to make this work or I'm going to lose my house or I'm not going to be able to right. feed my kids. Like are it's just never been that way for me. So I just want to be honest to people. And I know that is a, it, that is a place of privilege. Like I recognize that. Um, and so for me, like the money and all of that could never be my motivation for why I make content mm-hmm. because it would just, it would fizzle out because it's not something that I like necessarily need to like survive. So it's just, I think my, my business is a little touchy feely and I feel silly sometimes telling people that, but I just do want to encourage people that you don't have to sit in that cube no, <laughs> and be bored. Like you might have to sit in that cube and be bored for a while and make content at the same time. But there is going to be a point where, and it's not going to be easy to make that switch. Um, right. It's not going to be easy to be like, okay, I'm going to put everything on the line and do this. Um, and I had to do that a little bit by putting my son in daycare and putting that money towards him, like his childcare that I didn't know if I was going to get back ever. Um, but we took a gamble on that and it, and it worked out for us. So I know. Yeah, I'm going in a little bit of a different way. <laughs> I think another thing that is important is to surround yourself with people who, first of all, are can encourage you on the journey, mm-hmm. but walk alongside you. Like if you want to be consistent, hang out with people who are consistent. Yeah. Like yeah. if you want to, you know, get better at something, get with somebody who does it better than you. Right. Like I, I think that's part of it too. Mm -hmm. Like, who are you surrounding yourself with? Who are you talking to? Who are you getting feedback from? Like, do you have a teachable spirit? Like, are you willing to grow? Like, I'm still working on that teachable (laughs) spirit. I know I need one though, for sure. I know to realize that like, 
we don't know it all. We can't do it all. Yeah. Like, and not be afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think and the, not be afraid to fail. Yes, I have absolutely. failed so much. I know I, I need to get better at this. I keep touting like, oh, this video that made $10,000. Y'all I have videos that have made $50 because they're yeah. really terrible. <laughs> and only 5,000 people watch them. And you have to, I mean, you got you to create content, you have to be you have to get your worth from somewhere else than your views yes. and the amount of money you're making. Or you will burn out. Um, and I've been doing this three years. I still don't know everything, but I do know that I've had seasons of like when my worth is attached to the pay partnerships and the dollar amount I'm getting and mm-hmm. the number of views my content is getting. I'm not joyful. Um, I'm stressed out. I'm depressed. I want to quit. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, I think that's a heart posture, right? That yeah. you kind of have to come to the table with is like that humility is like, mm-hmm. I'm not always going to get it right. Right. Not everything I put out is gonna hit it right and that's okay Mm -hmm. and yeah not not being afraid to fail i think is is so important and you know when you're being consistent those things are going to happen for sure and that's where perseverance comes in and causes you to just keep plugging away yeah even if it was two steps back Mm -hmm. one step forward kind Mm -hmm. of thing so yeah yeah YouTube. It's a wild ride. It is a wild ride and it requires a lot of flexibility. Yeah. Um, just I would say entrepreneurship in general, yeah. right? You need to be flexible, you need to be humble, teachable, willing to when you're getting pressed, yeah. the crushing and the pressing. Yeah. To keep going, especially mm-hmm. if it feels like something that you've been called to. Right. Like Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I know like a lot of people that I meet now specifically at these DIY conferences and that message me and that follow me on my business um, subscriber thing on Instagram, they're really focused on YouTube and TikTok and or, and you know, they've found their lane there and that's where they're really successful and that's where they're seeing the views and stuff. So I understand why they put so much energy into that because for me, it was always YouTube first and then my Instagram and my TikTok took off. And so I really cater everything to that YouTube. And then I just show up in those other places. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm not doing all the best practices in those areas, but I'm there. (laughs) I'm there authentically, but I know I'm not doing all the things that could push my push that following to the next level. And I'm always encouraging those people to try out YouTube. And a lot of them do start, but then they just like fizzle out because they don't see those results right away. Mm -hmm. Because with Instagram and TikTok, it's so easy to get results right away. I mean, I was on Instagram for five years. (laughs) It took me like five years to get to 15,000 followers. And then short form content came out and I had some viral videos hit because I had, you know, success in YouTube. I was like, I know people like my furniture flips, so I'm going to put short form content Mm -hmm. out. And then they went viral. So I had two back to back that got over 5 million views and that boosted me to over a hundred thousand followers. And now I have 400,000 followers on there. And it's since I've done both, I can tell you that the people on YouTube are more invested in me and what I'm doing and are and make purchases more often than anything on TikTok. TikTok is it's just not a committed audience. And I understand you see so many results, you see the people watching your stories, you see the people watching your real and saving it and sharing it. And it's like feels so good. It's then more you instant go, gratification. It is. Then you go over to over YouTube. There. And it's yeah. like you put a video up and you get 500 views. And you're like, Christina, I've been trying to get monetized on YouTube for a year. And I've made this many videos and they just don't get views and I don't push them out. And I get it. But like, 
Instagram is never, maybe they'll figure it out one day. And I'm, I'm not hating on Instagram, but I just hate seeing people put all that effort mm-hmm. and being consistent and showing up on Instagram and all they can really get out of it is maybe affiliate sales. Although I think it's really hard to get people to click away from Instagram to buy something or they can get paid <laughs> partnerships. And then your whole business is in the hands of brands and what their budgets are and all that. And I just, I don't know. It hurts my heart, yeah. I, I, but I understand. I understand why people are like, Christina, I'm giving up on YouTube. I'm, yeah. It's just not for me. I understand, but that's why I'm always pushing YouTube because yeah. I just think it's more long-term sustainable. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't know how much yeah. longer I can do it. <laughs> I know. But I think that kind of leads me into something I want to talk about in a future podcast, and that's about creating community. Okay. And what that looks like on different platforms and the ins and outs of that, because I think you make a good point in long form video that it can be much easier to create a connection yeah. than a quick 15 second mm-hmm. reel. Well, and if you're so. watching us on YouTube, I would love to hear in the comments, like what, if you watch YouTube regularly, what you love about YouTube. Um, I'm still a huge YouTube consumer. I watch way more YouTube than Netflix and I just enjoy watching podcasts is like my big thing right now. So that's probably why we're starting a (laughs) podcast. Um, So, and yeah, I still love YouTube and I love watching it. So if you're a person who loves YouTube, please tell us why you like watching it. If you feel connected to the people that you watch, we want to hear, we want to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know down in the comments. Yeah. For sure. Well, I think that's pretty much all I had. I'd love okay. to hear what you guys think out there about being consistent and kind of how that has worked for you in your own business. Maybe this will motivate you to, to draw the line in the sand and be consistent and showing up um, on your platform of choice. Yeah. So, well, and I guess just the one more thing that I want to add. Because I actually have talked to a person at Instagram before. This yeah. was like a couple of years ago, but it, they contacted me through the app and I was able to actually physically talk on you the phone. You gave them feedback? Yeah. To I didn't someone know there were this, actual people there out there. There are actual people. And this was when they were launching Reels. So I think they really wanted feedback from mm-hmm. people who were doing them and seeing success in them. So they kind of just asked me questions about Reels. and Because at that time when Reels came out, everybody was like, you have to post three Reels a day because that's how TikTok <laughs> oh. was. And I was like saying to her, I said, this is never going to happen because I do one project a week. I'm probably going to post one reel a week. And she said, you know what? She was like, that's great. You know, what we just encourage is people to just be consistent, whether Mm -hmm. that's if you're going to post one a day, if you're going to post three a day or one a week, just be consistent in that. So I think it gives you freedom to set more realistic goals for yourself. Yes. Like I think doing one YouTube video a week, if you're a furniture flipper is and you have another job. That's a lot. Is a lot. Yeah. Um, so it might be more realistic to do two a month or one a month, or maybe see if you can do one furniture flipping video a month, one video where you just talk about the tools and things that you've learned. Yeah. So just getting creative with it and not putting so much pressure on yourself to follow the norm and the standards out there, guys, because I've never followed yeah. the standards or norms and God has blessed it. So just yeah. you know, I take think some too, time and think what you can really do. On TikTok and <laughs> Instagram too, a consistent posting helps you evaluate what's working and what's yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, because if you're kind of all over the place there, mm-hmm. you never really know like what's working for your community and what's not. But right. if you're saying, oh, I'm always going to post a reel on Monday, then you can go back after four or six weeks and say, is that a great time? How's that doing? 
you know, and then reevaluate like, oh, is there a better day, a better time? But you can't evaluate if you're not being consistent with right. it. So that's another that's a good point. Um, thing that I always tell people I work you're with. You're so wise. <laughs> you've got to have that <laughs> consistency or we're never going to know where we need to get better or do something differently too. So Awesome. Well, yeah. I think you chose like a really great topic that I probably would have never chose. <laughs> so thanks for bringing like all the wisdom. And I think this was fun. So yeah, it do you want to do you want to send us out? Yeah. Well, I hope this encouraged you all to figure out where in your life and business you can be consistent. Uh, I hope you'll give us lots of fun feedback and ask us questions in the comments. And We'll be back again soon, so set those notifications so you can be alerted every time we post a new podcast. Yeah, and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, see you next time. In the Cypress Room. (laughs) Bye, guys.